0: This is The Ignition Point, Clayton Bradley Academy's podcast, where every day we work to create a student-centered, positive environment that encourages critical thinking, problem solving, collaboration, and use of our lifelong guidelines and life skills. Today's podcast features Katie Barong and Stacey Hutchinson. They are preschool teachers here at Clayton Bradley and have been here with us for several years, and we want to take an opportunity today to talk to them about conceptual learning, what that looks like in the preschool classroom with our three and four-year-olds and how we apply that to the larger model that we use at the school. I want to welcome Katie and Stacy to the podcast today.
1: Hey, thanks for having us. We're excited. Yes, Kendall, thank you so much.
0: And I want to start with just that kind of introductory to our audience that may or may not know you of how did you kind of get to CBA? What was your route here? Um, however much detail you'd like to give on that. Katie, we'll start with you and then Stacy, we'll go to you.
2: Yeah, so I um, grew up here, grew up in Maryville. I went to UT um, and they actually have a great program for educators that's the four plus one program. So it's a five year, um, you end up with your master's. So I did that and have my master's in early childhood education. I did a year long internship in a public school um, in Knox County and then straight out of getting my master's, I came here and have been teaching preschool. This is my fifth year here
0: nice Stacy.
2: okay I am from New Jersey um, and I went to
1: UT undergraduate and I continued UT for my master's degree I am a speech language pathologist and the reason or the way I got to CBA was I was asked to be the speech pathologist for the first two years I was part-time and I saw kids in the afternoon for speech then I was approached they were opening uh, the second preschool program classroom and I said, yes, I'll try that. You know, Speech and language is very important for the preschoolers. Yeah. So I thought, wow, I would love to try my hand at this, and I have loved it. I've been doing that ever since. Taught one year actually here in kindergarten, um, and then I moved back down to preschool. But it has been amazing to watch the kids grow, use my speech and language skills, and also teach them this wonderful uh, standards and curriculum that we have at CBA
0: yeah and so when we're talking about standards with preschoolers that that might be a little bit interesting for people to think about because they may think of preschool as, in essence uh like a a, maybe a babysitting and and maybe if they beef it up a little bit like a babysitting that maybe they learn some things but that's not how we look at preschool and it's very intentional everything that we do at cba is very intentional and so when we're looking at our three and four-year-olds we're not looking at just a babysitting service we're not looking at just a like mommy day out program we're really looking at what standards would say that, that three and four year olds need to learn. And when we're talking about conceptual learning, we've, we've said that as, a, as our teachers are building curriculum, that they start with standards, and then from standards, move to those conceptual ideas, and, and then eventually down into key points and, and gets into like the inquiries of what we do every day in the classroom. So why don't you help us with that, Stacey? You'd mentioned that you know, the things that you have enjoyed doing with preschool and and teaching that level, what is that like to start with standards? What standards do we use with preschool?
1: We do use the Tennessee state standards, so we do follow those standards, but the good thing about it is that we don't have to follow a curriculum that's been bought or that has been mapped out for us. We get to be very creative and take those state standards and split them up how we see fit, how it fits into our conceptual key point Um, our concept for the year so I think it's really good that we can create that and not be dictated to of this is the book that you have to follow because we can also challenge the students there's no ceiling on education at CBA either so we might have some students that are maybe moving ahead to other standards and we're not going to say oh well that's not preschool so we're going to stop right there we get to kind of move ahead and watch them grow and challenge them in different ways
0: yeah and katie why don't you add in here so we start with those standards that we are looking at you know where are our kids currently in their growth and development and trying to modify that so that means every year that part of that building curriculum is that we've got to kind of be adaptable so you've got a plan coming in and then as you see these kids of course, if they were three-year-olds last year that maybe you've already built relationships with that are now four-year-olds in your room, you kind of maybe know where they are. But every year that, that population in your room is gonna change and that dynamic is gonna change. So you're probably having to kind of adapt and evolve as you go throughout the year. But how do you go from curriculum in standard form to the conceptual idea, the conceptual learning model that we use here uh, with highly effective teaching? So what does that look like at preschool of, of how do you guys take those standards and then figure out that concept that um, you all use? And, and do you use the same concept in all four preschools, uh, classroom that we have here? Kind of walk through that.
2: Yeah, so um, like Stacy was saying about the standards, um, to jump back to that real quick, the Tennessee state standards have standards for two-year-olds three-year-olds four-year-olds so they kind of break it up by age and since we have mixed ages in our preschool we focus on the four year old standards so we have um, we focus on those higher standards since we're mixed age and those younger ones will pull up and you know we're focusing on these things that they will get for two years Um, and so since we have some that will be in our preschool for two years some even three years um that weighed an extra year before kindergarten we do have to alter what we do year by year a little bit just to alter that exploration that they're doing and those experiences that they're getting um related to our standards but it is all connected back to our main concept which is to explore um we know that preschool children that's what their brain wants to do is they want to be hands-on they want to explore the world around them um so that's our main um concept for the year in preschool that all four classes follow um, and pre- that's one way that preschool might be a little different than the other grades at cba we have one concept for the whole year so we do break it up break our standards up into each quarter as to what our focus will be but our overall concept for the whole year is explore um, linda jordan has told us you know keep it simple for these little ones have this one concept that you tie everything back into and that's what we found looking at the standards makes the most sense is explore that's what they're doing in all of our inquiries is we're exploring our world we're exploring our school we're exploring how to be friends um, and so that's what we came up with for our concept is explore and we, yeah and go we, ahead. sorry we tie it back to
1: we always start off with the five senses because when you think about exploring you're using all of your senses for the exploration so we always yeah. start off with that, and then we, we tie every other nine weeks back to that, oh, we're exploring with our sense of sight, and we may be at a different concept at that point, but we're still integrating it and bringing it back.
0: Yeah, and one of the things that we look at with that social development, you guys get three and four-year-olds that I'm sure, some of them probably have come from programs maybe that they have been around other kids, But we've also got kids that are probably coming to preschool that, for the most part, have not ever really been around another kid. Maybe they have a sibling. Maybe they don't. And so there's also a lot of that social dynamic there. And and we know as a kid goes through our school here that really lower school, the, the social dynamic is we want them to make friends, but they really care a lot about whether their teacher likes them as they get into middle school, high school, some of that caring about whether my teacher likes me is not as important as caring about whether my peers like me. And so we know that we have to kind of manage that as we go. So what is that like um, with the, the three and four year olds and, and how do you guys actually build that into curriculum of what you do every day? It, it, are there things that you are doing in class that are actually teaching them how to show friendship or how to show caring? How, what does that look like? If, if I was walking into a preschool classroom What might that look like with the curriculum or what might that look like with the activity that's going on? How intentional are you in in that kind of development?
1: We definitely target talk all day long. In preschool, you are just talking all day long. Everything is a learning experience. Um, You don't ever assume that a child knows something. So you're always presenting things, going over procedures, target talking those life skills. But one way in community meeting, I have a picture that I put up on the board, and the kids get to kind of look and see what's happening in this picture, and then they get to think, well, what life skill is this person using? Because we're always target-talking them, and and you can't assume that a child, oh, that's too hard of a word for them to understand, Um, like flexibility or integrity, those kind of things. The more that you talk about them, they're going to understand and give context to what those things mean. So they might say, oh, I think they're using flexibility. And we might say, well, why do you think they're using that? And then they're able to give examples, maybe in their daily life at home or in school, how they use those life skills. We also have a friend beer jar. So when their child is seen doing something, maybe they've pushed in a chair and no one's asked them to or cleaned up a mess wow, you really showed initiative for doing that. Go put a marble in. And they know they're building up towards they get a celebration when the jar is full and they get to come up with their own celebration and vote on which one they want to have. So oh, wow. it really is a positive way and they get so excited. And then you hear them using that language. Miss Stacy, I used initiative when I cleaned up that after my friend. You know, we tell them it's it's not about if you made the mess or not. We're a class family and we're gonna work together and build it's all about like you said building those relationships and making them understand that we are here together we're supporting each other we're here to help one another learn and grow yeah. and they really catch on rather quickly i feel like i
0: bet and one of the things that we talk to teachers about is especially at the beginning of school year of relationship is key so we want to build relationships right out of the gate uh, between the teacher and the students, the teacher and the parents, the teacher in our broader community, and then the students to each other as well, and and looking even at the students to the community. And so when you guys are starting the year and you're looking at how do we approach relationships, how do we approach friendships, and it's all part of the curriculum that we do. I mean, we, we work it in because we're intentional. So what are what are some of those beginning things that you guys do in your curriculum? We, obviously, we're introducing this idea of exploring and uh, and So does that look like, hey, we're going to explore the people in our classroom today? Like, how do we do that at the beginning of the year in preschool to start to build those relationships? I know we we joked about my son whenever he came here in kindergarten, um, and his teacher would talk about that he didn't want to pair up with a girl for anything. Like, if it was the morning, uh, you know, like, welcome song or whatever, he was not going to pair up with a girl. And I think some of it was because he had two sisters at the house, and then he's got girls for cousins. And there's not a lot of guys running mm-hmm. around and so it's like he got put in kindergarten and it's like wait there are guys here mm-hmm. i'm wanting to partner with a guy like you know i want to i want to be friends with somebody like me you know and, and so we joked about that now eventually he kind of worked out of that you know and stuff but um what does that look like for three and four year olds in the classroom those first couple of days there's a lot of nerves we know going on some of those nerves are coming from the parents some of those nerves are coming from the kids What does that look like? What's that relationship piece look like and how is that part of the curriculum that you're teaching?
2: Yeah, so um, the first few weeks, several weeks actually, we focus strongly on building those relationships and building that class family, Um, which again we tie it back to explore and our key point for those first few weeks is I can explore my class family and those kids can body map that, they understand what we're saying and some things we do. as we're exploring that, we have a week where we focus all about me. The kids get to bring in things and share um, things about themselves to their friends. And that's a great way for them to see how they might be similar to their friends and how they might be different. And we talk about how, um, you know, I we're all alike. We all have hair, we all have um, eyes, but how are we different? We might Our hair might be different colors. Our eyes might be different colors. Um, we all like to play, but we might like to play different things. So that's a great way for them to to build those connections with their friends. Um, we also have a week all about friendship where, you know, we say, you know, we're going to use friendship, but some of these children come in and they don't even know what that means. What does it mean to be a good friend? Right. Um, so going into that um, and talking about, you know, what are these things we can do? What are these things we can say to one another to build friendship? We do activities where um, we role play how to, how is this being a good friend? How is this maybe not being a good friend? Um, and like Stacy said, target talking it, um, pointing it out as they're playing in centers with one another. Oh, I see you're really using friendship right now as you're playing um, with your friend. And we do activities where we talk about, you know, these are the things that you can do to be a good friend, using kind words, using gentle hands. So really taking the time before just jumping right into those standards to do that is really important um, because if you don't have that that class family and that relationship built, that it'll be harder to jump right in and, start your your learning for the year
0: absolutely and so if I walked into your classroom uh, Stacy, and, and I look around I, obviously I'm gonna see chairs I'm gonna see tables I'm gonna see centers how do you guys design your classroom in a way that that you can start to implement the the conceptual uh, learning that you've got planned for that the standards that you're trying to help everybody master as they go through that three and four year old time period how is the design of your classroom incorporated into curriculum
1: I think the design is, it's definitely like an open, open plan to where we have carpet seating, we do have the tables, we have centers. We do really try to utilize the outside environment as much as possible. I think that's important to get the kids out from, you know, underneath the fluorescent lights and breathing fresh air. So I think just using those different sections of the classroom and even outside to get them moving. To, they're, they're not just sitting all day long in the same spot we're constantly moving we're constantly switching our activities so it gets them their vestibular system always always moving and going so i think that's important to you know not just have them in one spot that they have to just sit perfectly all day long
0: yeah so expand upon that you, you mentioned that you're out you get them moving you know, because we're a preschool that has you know that that k through 12 attachment and some people might think oh well they're coming to school and so for some people when they think of school they're thinking of sitting at a desk you know doing worksheets or or you know gluing things to pieces of paper or whatever Maybe then in their head when they think you know maybe either what did i experience at a young age or or what have i seen out there either through media or or whatever what does an activity look like for preschool as far as like how much time are you going to have them kind of sitting in one spot doing a a, an activity what what's the attention span look like for a three and four year old
1: I wouldn't say more than 10 minutes I mean that's probably even pushing it so we want to make sure when we we're very intentional when we plan our lessons that it's not just the thing that we're trying to accomplish of the standard we want to make sure there's a movement in there we want to make sure that they are getting maybe a fine motor gross motor so we really are very intentional on how we plan our lessons that there is hands-on and we're not just sitting like you said with a pen and paper or pencil and paper and gluing we want to make sure when we're outside we want to explore everything all of our five senses we can um touch things, see things, because you can, like I said, you can't assume that a child has experienced that. So we want to give them all the experiences p- possible.
0: Yeah. You know, the experience piece of our model is, is really important, and when we're talking about um, with other grade levels that we've had on the podcast, we always look at that real world connection of like, how is this used somewhere out there That to kind of answer that question that, that you see with students of like, when am I ever going to need to know this? that kind of question is probably not something you'd hear a three and four year old ask because they're just living life um but how are you doing that because the the challenge for three and four year olds in in our system is that we can't do the the field study experience the kind of the way we do with k through 12. so k through 12 we can put them in buses we can take them wherever we want to take them type deal we can you know get out there and and see and do and and people are welcoming to that Three and four-year-olds—that's a different challenge. So, how are you connecting up the real world um, into? Of course, you've said you know go outside and you're you know taking nature walks or that sort of thing. What are some other things that you guys have done inside of your uh, of your concept of explore that connects up the kids to some kind of real-world experience?
2: Yeah. So um, we do do two what we call family explorations a year, which is kind of like our um, field study the parents bring them to wherever we're going and stay with them the whole time which is a great way to build that preschool community as a whole too to have everyone together with their parents Um, so because we can only do two we try to be really purposeful about what we do to make sure it really aligns with with our curriculum Um, we have one coming up we're going to um, a farm as we'll be starting to explore um, fall plants and animals and habitats so we'll kind of go there before we jump into our learning to give them that knowledge to kind of go back on that experience as we begin exploring um, and talk about it. Um, You know, think back to when we were at the farm. What did you see? What animals were there? What did they have for them to eat Um, to give them that connection to make um, as we begin exploring? And then, so because we only do two, we do try to get as many guest speakers in as possible. And I think that kind of goes back to building those relationships with parents too. And, you know, a lot of our parents are our people in our community that would love to help. And so um, we invite them into our classroom if it relates to what we're learning about. Um, And we invite, um, the Knoxville Zoo has come before, the Muse has come and done some hands-on experiences for the kids. Um, So we try to utilize our the people in our community as much as we can, um, because we can't go as much as other classes would go in our schools, so.
0: Yeah, I think one of the, the more exciting guest speakers that i know of is whenever the the canine unit shows oh, yeah. up um i'm i'm a dog lover yeah. personally and the bloodhound that the canine that the canine unit has mm-hmm. is adorable
2: i know they
0: love him he's getting older but it, you know <laughs> we've kind of watched him grow up from a puppy yeah um but that's a lot of fun seeing that and and allowing the kids to interact with that in a safe way because let's be honest if tragedy happens mm-hmm. i know that's the hardest thing is is You've got a a young child possibly in a traumatic experience of major car accident or, you know, some kind of, God forbid, a a house fire or something like that. And those people are showing up to help. But to the to a three or four year old, that can that can be a little scary. Right. They're showing up in all of their their safety uh uniforms and and they're trying to do their job and now you've got this like you know preschooler that's having to interact with a police officer or having to interact with a firefighter and so i know that you guys actually have them come in and bring their equipment and bring their their animals and and their cars and sirens and all of that as well to kind of help build that understanding of this this is a community helper this person would be there to help you if something went wrong right. and you can trust this individual hopefully right, right? this has been the ignition point Clayton Bradley Academy's podcast, where every day we work to create a student-centered, positive environment that helps students develop critical thinking, problem solving, the ability to collaborate with others, and the use of our lifelong guidelines and life skills. This has been part one of a two-episode interview with Katie Barong and Stacey Hutchinson, and this has been a focus on our preschool and that conceptual learning model If you would like to find out more about the conceptual learning that we teach in our classrooms or just more about the school or interested in enrolling your student, you can visit us on our website, ClaytonBradleyAcademy.org. You can also find us on a lot of social media outlets at Clayton Bradley Academy or at Clayton Bradley Academy STEM um, or at CBA. We'd love to interact with you, let you know more about the school, and allow you to see this in action. We hope you have a great day. We'll be right back. back.